Hello, fellow hoteliers, and welcome to episode 201 of the Hotel Marketing Podcast. We're going to be digging into some interesting data from our 14th edition of the COVID Traveler Sentiment Study today, and your marketing efforts will be impacted now more than ever. But before we begin, let me introduce ourselves. I'm Pete DeMeo. I'm your farrier and host. And sitting next to me virtually is Phil Fariska, our equestrian stable attendant. Hey, Phil, how are you doing today in the in the stadium or the the stable? <laughs> you know what? I think I read before that my name means lover of horses, so that's appropriate, Pete. I didn't know that. That's pretty awesome. I didn't know what that's what Phil meant. Yeah, I didn't either. I yeah. think somebody somebody gave me a little card that said what my name meant. I'm sure there's a bunch of different versions of it out there, yeah. but I right. was like, hey, cool. I've never never ridden a horse. Oh, you I've haven't never been around a horse. Okay. But apparently, my name means. He, he loves horses. him from a distance, and that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody would ever question your love. I'm the for stable horses. attendant today. I was wondering what you were going to come up with. I was really excited to hear. Yeah, it's getting harder and harder. But uh, Stuart didn't think we could keep this up, and I'm. I'm now we just need to rub it in his face. I'm here to prove him wrong. So I haven't got to like space station jobs or anything outside of our world. So watch out. But yeah, so we've got a pretty big show today. Uh, got a couple news items. We have a 60 second of success. But then we're going to dig into, we've done two back-to-back COVID traveler sentiment studies. We did one mid-August and we just wrapped up another one uh, here a couple days ago. And the data is pretty interesting. We started diving in to the Delta variant specifically and how that's changing travel. So I would say if you're going to listen to one of our podcasts, this is definitely the one to to listen to. We're going to hit a few of the key takeaway points that I do think are going to help impact marketing budgets for 2022 and probably also help kind of craft how you want to create your Black Friday, Cyber Monday type offers, which is coming up pretty quickly because as we record this it is the last day of september you're listening to it probably the the very first part of october let's do it all right we got a lot of good stuff so let's go ahead and jump right into the news and we got one news item so i'm gonna go ahead and kick it off with a with a little jingle you ready phil let's do it pete with hotel marketing that cannot lose now it's time for news a ruse you know what? Your your singing voice is impeccable. You know it's uh it's lubricated by a glass of Jefferson's Ocean Voyage Number Twenty Three. So uh, right. it's, a, it's I a, got a I got a Highland Daycation over here. That's a good choice as well. There's yeah, keeping no, it keeping it late for a uh, for a Thursday afternoon. I was gonna do that, but uh, the only beer I have is in the garage, and I went <laughs> I went convenience versus uh. I had to hit that bottle next to your desk. <laughs> Everybody has a bottle in their desk. (laughs) All right. But anyway, so here, the the first news item we have was actually covered in a lot of different places, but this is coming to us from both Bloomberg and Skift. And it's Google's new climate push is they're putting out uh, little icons that you can now have to indicate that your property is going green and has sustainable business practices. This is your 15th piece of flair on the Google search results. It is. And 15 is the minimum. We can str- <laughs> we can strive for more flair if we want. So. You want 37 pieces of flair like your, <laughs> your boy Brian over there. <laughs> I hope everybody here enjoys the movie Office Space as much as we do. Did you know that guy, uh, he sued the um, 
he sued Mike Judge because they used his face on a piece of flair uh, thing that they were they it was merchandise like you could buy this um, 15 pieces of flair like merchandise thing along with the movie and the guy said you can't use my face and he tried to sue Mike Judge over it the the stapler guy no no not the stapler guy the uh, the star the, no 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 the um, the guy who worked at Chachkis who told uh, Jennifer Aniston that she had to wear 15 pieces of flair oh man I, honestly, I think that hopefully that movie made enough to, to cover whatever that, that suit was. Oh, he didn't win. But oh, he didn't. That's funny. Okay, <laughs> I'm just nice. like, that's a weird thing to try to sue them over. Anyway, let's yeah. jump back into hotel marketing news. <laughs> but yeah, so the flare that you actually do want to use is the green little leaf flare that you can get from Google. And there's a couple ways that you can get that. Uh, it's going to start out on September 22nd, so it's actually already rolled out. And as long as your property has done one of several different things to make your property, your hotel specifically, more eco-friendly, you'll be able to have the little green flag next to your listing. And it's going to rely on about 29 certifications that they're going to use to establish that criteria. The good news is, is right now, Google's not penalizing people, so they're not going to necessarily use this in the search algorithm to rank you, though you can be sure that it is going to become a filter option on your hotel listings. Yeah, definitely. And you know, you're likely already doing one of these things. And if not, I highly suggest you do and go get your little green leaf piece of flair. Um, Cause if they're, if you know, a consumer is looking at quite a few hotels, uh, you want to, you want to make sure that if you don't know if it's important to somebody or not. So make sure that you have it in case it's very important to somebody. Yep. And it, this is a, like a lot of things that Google does. You don't, like you said, Phil, you don't know if it's going to be important or not. And if you've done any of those efforts already, just, you know, get your free piece of flair and and move on. If it's something that you're going to lean into, that's fantastic. Do that. That little piece of flair is going to only help a little bit more. I mean, it may or may not make someone pick uh, your hotel over your competitor, um, that specific little thing, but it may make somebody feel better uh, as they're, as they're doing their, their searching and that's that's all you really want out of it. Yeah, it, and let's look at it from an operational perspective as well. Swapping out for high-efficiency LED bulbs, doing a lot of the things that lead toward getting that your little green eco-friendly leaf mm-hmm. are all things that are going to also help your profitability at the property as well. So it's, it's a win-win. I would say if, if you haven't done anything, you're probably way behind the times already. You probably don't even listen to this podcast. But if, if you've done it, Go get your flare. And I mean, realistically, if you want to take it and promote that on, on your website, uh, you can do that as well. Say, you know, we're Google certified eco-friendly. Why not? Absolutely. All right. So that's the news items for today. We just had, just had the one. Now we're going to dive into what has become a kind of a fan favorite. So we're happy about this. It's 60 seconds to success. Yay. I got one for you today, Pete. You're going to time me? I'm starting the timer right now. Are you ready? And go. All right. We all know how important links are to building authority for your hotel's website. Um, link building is obviously very tedious and it's very time consuming and there's a whole lot of rejection involved in it. However, there's one easy way to get links uh, and that's leveraging existing relationships. First, I want you to identify your vendors, both operational vendors and marketing tech vendors. 
and find out if their websites use testimonials. If they do, reach out to those vendors, um, let them know you're happy with their product or service and that you'd love to offer a testimonial. In that email you write to them, write a couple of you know kind and truthful sentences about your relationship with that product, which includes a link to your website. In many cases, they're just gonna copy and paste that right into their testimonials. Um, but kindly ask them that they make that link clickable and thank them again for what they do for your hotel. Boom, new links. Oh man, you have three seconds left to go. Oh. All right, that's perfect. That's, it's, it's a great tip because it's one of those things that's easy to do. It costs you $0 and can be a big, big benefit. Look, I mean, it's, and it's like, you know, links are one of the hardest thing to get. So if you can pick up a few easy ones, uh, particularly if those sites have you know, great authority, try it. It can't hurt to reach out and ask for it. In, in most cases, they don't want to lose you as a customer. So including your little link in their testimonial is not a huge deal to them. Um, so yeah, go, go get yourself some new links. All right. So that takes care of all the housekeeping. We're ready to dive into the meat of episode 201, the three takeaways from the latest COVID customer sentiment study. Uh, Phil, this is kind of your episode, so we'll let you kind of drive the, or lead the horse, I guess, as we're staying on that theme. <laughs> nice. I yeah. like it. Um, now, let me hop on the saddle here. Uh, we have each done three of our big takeaways here, and I think for the first time ever, Pete and I have not repeated each other or, or overlapped um, what we thought was a great takeaway. Pete did a really good slice and dice of the data here. Mine was more of the the, the top line um, actual hard numbers that came out of it. So we have some great info here. I think we're just going to go back and forth a little bit. Um, I'll say my number one. Pete will say his number one. So the biggest question, and, and I think one of the newest questions we've asked, uh, was how has the Delta variant affected your travel plans? And the responses that were available were, it hasn't affected my travel plans. I'm hesitant, to, I'm hesitant to book a vacation. I won't be traveling because of Delta or other. 48% um, of respondents said they won't be traveling or at least hesitant to book a vacation because of the variant. So this is, this is new. I mean, this is seemingly what we, you know, were dealing with initially. Um, I, I didn't expect this number to be as high as it is. How about you, Pete? Same here. I was thinking that it was going to be a, a lot more people would be not so concerned because we've all been dealing with COVID in one form or fashion for almost two years at this point. Mm -hmm. But it, Delta definitely has some people spooked. As we get into kind of the, some things that I was talking about, it's definitely the older crowd as well that is very cognizant of the dangers of the latest strand of, of COVID. Yeah, and what what I was looking at is, you know, we we didn't necessarily podcast about um, edition 13 of the study, but it, it's increased two percentage points. Uh, people who were hesitant or won't be traveling uh, was 46%. Now it's 48%. So um, as hoteliers, we, we don't want that number to continue to grow, um, but it, it has slightly grown um, over the past month or so. Right. It, and, and I would look at it this way. There's a couple of very important numbers to look at here. One is a minority of the respondents said it's not impacting my travel. 31% are hesitant to travel. So 
that's the area that you have to work with. You know, that, that 31, it's actually 31.6% at the time of the we're recording. Those are the people that you can convince with your, your clean property policies, what you're doing to make sure that guests are safe, and all the things that you can do to help drive the interest in your property. That's who you have to focus on. 10% of the survey respondents said they will not be traveling because of the variant. And we talked about this at the beginning of COVID. If that is someone's biggest concern, you're probably not going to be the one person in the world that can overcome that person's fear of grave bodily harm from traveling. Yeah. So, and that, that number actually decreased slightly from 13 to 14. You said it was it, it was it, in 13 it was 13.6 oh good then, good so it dropped down yeah, to 10 so it's, it's decreasing a bit the people who won't be traveling yep so but all in all the the people who are at least hesitant or not wanting to travel has increased slightly um i think that's a good thing though like you said pete we're not if those people are they're not traveling because of the variant well you're not going to get them anyway to see that number decrease is is a good sign bingo all right, so ready all right, for what's my, your number one, Pete? All right, so my number one, and I everything I did, I started slicing the data, and I found that it really is all age-based. Those under 40 are pretty relaxed about COVID. 40 to 55 are a little bit more concerned, and then 55 plus, you can tell they're very highly concerned about their safety. And the best way to look at this, and I'll put this graphic in the show note, is word clouds. Typically, I, I hate word clouds, but when you look at the three different groups that we broke them up by, the people who are in the under 40 crowd, the big word that they look for is fun, beach, safety is in there. But they're they're beyond it. They're moving on. They're traveling. And they're going to be the ones that we can really start building the new you know, hotel guest from. However, once you start getting into 40 to 55, safety and the word COVID starts becoming very, very important for those people. Once you get to 55 plus, and honestly, it skews more toward 75 plus. It is, it's safety, 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 fear, concern. A lot of those terms that we saw at the onset of COVID, you know, back at the beginning of 2020. Yeah, and there were some, there were some negative uh, words in the under 40 word cloud, but the biggest one there is fun. And then you see vacation and relaxation and exciting Mm -hmm. that are, you know, all around you know, very similar words that people are, are typing about, about travel. And then, like you said, you switch over to the, the older crowd and you start to see the larger words of, of COVID and safety and scary. Um, it's, it's quite, quite the dichotomy there. Yeah. And you know, I dug in a little bit further on the age-based item and looked at specifically vaccination, because if you look at the data top line, it looks like 83% of survey respondents are vaccinated. Now, we know that this study definitely skews older, so I wanted to slice and dice that a little bit. From a vaccination perspective, if you're under 40, 56% of that population is vaccinated. 40 to 55, 70% of the population is vaccinated. Once you get to 55 plus, and like I said, it goes more towards 75 plus, you're at 90, 90 to 90 plus percent vaccinated. You can tell that the, the older crowd is definitely taking it very seriously and is vaccinated as a result. And then lastly, I, I dove into, at least from the age perspective, is a question further down in the survey. And 
th this study just came out, so we actually haven't had the full write-up. You can find that soon on travelboommarketing.com slash blog, and we'll have it posted there. But the question was, what is preventing you from traveling? <clears throat> and they were ranking several different items. Under 40, budget was the biggest concern people had for traveling. That was followed by time. COVID really wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, honestly, the, one of the second biggest things that was out there was nothing is preventing me from traveling. Once you start getting into the older groups, like we talked about a little bit a while ago, 40 to 55, budget was still the big concern. Time, again, was a big concern. But then you start seeing fear of guest interaction really start to creep into the decision set. When you look at 55 plus, it is fear of guest interaction, fear of air circulation, and budget comes in at number three. I went ahead and looked back at a study that we did in uh, June 18th of 2020, and we asked, asked that same question, and it was completely different. If you looked at it from its entirety, fear of guest interaction was 40 plus percent. Fear of common areas was 35%. People were afraid, afraid, afraid. Budget was a lot farther down that list. We're starting to see it change <clears throat> where you have your you know, 55 plus crowd, very concerned still, whereas the under 40 crowd, I think has moved on to an extent. I don't know if it's, a, it's an age gap or if it's an understanding of the, the risk levels that COVID has against you know, younger people, but it's definitely very interesting data. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I remember that too, Pete, when I feel like there was just a, that whole summer of 2020, all the responses were what's preventing you from, to what's preventing you from traveling. It was fear, 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 you know, fear of this, fear of that, you know, whatever. Um, it is drastically changed. Uh, it, I feel like maybe the, the fear has, is subsiding a bit for some people or they're just so over people telling them to be afraid. One of the two, um, but this, it's almost, I don't know, to me, a little refreshing to see budget and time, you know, the typical things that prevent people from traveling. The things that we're all used to overcoming. That, yeah. Re, re, prior to pandemic, those were the things that prevented people from traveling. So, you know, to me, that that just feels like a little bit of normalcy. Which is what we need right now. Yeah. We need normalcy now more than ever. Oh, hold on. Drink. Yeah, take a drink. All right. You want, what's All your right, number two? Into number two here. So in 2022, do you expect to take more, fewer, or the same number of trips than you took in 2021? This one I took is a very positive sign for the travel industry. So 52% uh, are going to take more trips than they did in 2021, and 40% will take the same number of trips. That's 92% of people planning on traveling in 2022. And if this holds true, if this 92% holds true, we're going to have another fantastic year in the travel industry. Now, I know people may have spent a little bit more on their vacations because of you know revenge travel or whatever you want to call it in 2021. Just the fact that 92% of people say they plan on taking a uh, the same amount or more trips is, is huge. And 52% saying they're going to take more trips was was shocking to me. I didn't expect that. Um, but this is this to me, you know, I, I, I got 
I got the warm and fuzzies inside when I when I read this one. Um, with that being said, I think seeing this type of stat means we have to focus and keep those you know would be travelers or would be international travelers within the United States or you know whatever within your within your country if you're listening from outside of the United States. We know there wasn't a lot of international travel happening over 2021. People were taking domestic travel, you know, short drives, or even, you know, some people were flying, um, actually quite a bit more flying now than than they have in the past two years. Um, getting those guests back, hitting that database of those who traveled this year with some messaging that shows maybe what events or attractions they missed during their last trip. That right there is... Is, is huge. So take advantage of uh, of those people who traveled in 2021, and if they're one of those, you know, 52 percent, they're going to travel more. You know, maybe you can bring them back again. Um, I, I I just took a, a vacation recently, and we went out to Colorado, and I only had we stayed in five different hotels. I only had one hotel ask me why I was there. That is insane to me. This Wait, is like why you were traveling? Yeah, like why are you, why are you why are you traveling? That's odd. You what, think that's you... such a basic question of just a a hotelier would ask? Hey, what brings you to our our neck I, of the woods? I had, I had more bartenders ask me than hoteliers, and hoteliers are the ones that can utilize that information, which but was shocking. To be and fair, that, you also spent way more time in bars, I'm sure. Maybe yeah. um, correlation does not equal causation. But but realistically, uh, you know, the only hotel that that asked me this question, shout out Garden of the Gods Resort. Um, they actually picked up the phone and called me a week before we traveled. Oh, really? Yeah. And they asked, you know, what we're, we're excited to have you. Uh, what brings you out here? I said, it's my fiance's 30th birthday. Um, they said, oh, that's great. Um, what do you plan on doing when you get here? And, you know, I kind of laid out the plans that we have already established. And they were like, oh, cool. You know, you guys are on top of it. We have these other type of tours that are available. Um, you know, while you're here, would you like to use our spa, get a massage? Or, you know, would you like to set up a personal training session? Um, you know, doing doing some upsells, which I thought was fantastic. They, they were doing it right. They knew why I was there. They're obviously copying it down in my guest folio so they can use this for, for uh, you know, later outreach. Um, when we got there, I told them we were going for her birthday. When we got there, they had a personalized card for her, you know, signed and sealed. And, you know, they read it and we read it. It was, you know, a thank you for, for coming to stay. Happy birthday. Here's, I think, 15% off at, at the, at the restaurant, at the resort. I'm like, this is, you know, that it's a nice gesture. Uh, and I appreciated, you know, them treating me like, like more than a guest. Um, it was, it was refreshing, but I'm just. It just shocked me that out of the five hotels, only one took the time to to figure out, you know, from from the front desk staff, or in this case, um, someone someone on staff to to figure out, you know, what we're doing there, so they can use that for for later marketing purposes. And to your point earlier, where you know more people are starting to travel and planning on traveling in 2022, doing those things that, that create that connection will earn you a repeat guest, versus you know Phil being the you know, the faceless traveler who's just coming in, staying in, doesn't get that personalized touch. Guest, guest three, two, six, four, exactly. You know, whatever. <laughs> I, I didn't feel like a number there, and I did at the other ones. And by no means were any of these like 
uh, we didn't stay in any chain hotels. I'll tell you that. So good for you. They guys. Were, yeah, they were all they were all independents, and as an independent hotel, I feel like this type of data and this type of interaction with your guests is even more important. Um, independents tend not to have loyalty programs like the big ones. So, you know, utilize this data, become familiar with your guests. And, you know, obviously I'm approaching staying at a hotel different than your average traveler since hotel marketing is my game. But um, that's that was a little shocking to me. Hmm. Interesting. It, and I would say this, though, is if you're a hotelier right now and you are because you're, you're listening to us. Now is the time to get hungry and get aggressive and start really cultivating your true fans because it is so, so important. It's going to get more competitive. And right now is the time to start planting those seeds that you can look at harvesting in 2022. All right. We're ready to jump into uh, my second one. Let's do it. All right. So this kind of builds on what I said previously, but the, my second one is older travelers are very hesitant to, to travel. And similar to what we were just talking about is I was slicing the, and dicing the data by, by age group. And based on the number of respondents, I looked at 55 and under and 56 and older. And w- the question was, has the new Delta variant affected your travel plans? Like we talked about before. However, if we look at the actual data, if you are 55 or under, 62% of travelers are traveling as usual. There's 23% that are a little bit hesitant to book, but only 5% aren't going to be traveling because of that variant. So anybody 55 and, and under, you do have a great chance of getting them to stay at your property. However, when you look at 56 and older, that those numbers really start to change. And that's why it's so important to look at these numbers separately because age is a huge factor. 46% are traveling as usual. 34% are hesitant to travel. And 12% flat out will not travel. So you figure you have over half or twice as many people who won't travel in the 56 and older category than the 55 and under category. So think about that and think about how you're marketing to different demographics because the hot buttons for a younger traveler right now are going to be very different than that older traveler's buttons. And we talked about that already with what we can do be to be focusing on that. And yeah, we'll get into that a little bit more, but you know, the one I, I know we're looking at a big number here being, you know, double the amount of people 56 and older aren't traveling. But I think we look at people traveling as usual, 62% 55 and under 44% 56 and older. So 56 and older, it's not that they're not traveling. They're just way less of them. Um, and yep. that's, I guess as expected. Right. But uh, that that was I felt like that was a really good takeaway, Pete. Nice. And and one of the things I wish that we had done, and if we had, you know, perfect hindsight, we would have asked these questions and ran this survey in 2019, because you know the question of are you planning on traveling more or less next year? I always think that number says I'll be traveling more because it's a very aspirational question, and then life happens and those other factors of why you didn't travel start to factor in. But uh, it, it's hard to kind of compare this to what is normal because we have been doing these surveys for so long with you know the current conditions that we're in. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that it'll skew things, and especially you can't ask someone in 2019 how the Delta variant is going <laughs> to impact them. But um, 
you know, these are these are the times we live in. So this is the information we have. But I, I agree with you. I think everybody aspires to travel more. And, you know, if you ask me right now, if I want to take more or less trips, honestly, I would say less because I know, you know, probably a bit of budget constraint because I have other things that I know are coming up that aren't travel. Um, but, you know, everybody's got different things going on. So you have to look at big data samples like like we have here to to really get an idea of how people feel today about what's happening tomorrow. Exactly. All right. What's your number three? Number three um, was, I to me, it wasn't necessarily surprising, but it's just so incredibly important. So without fail, in every single one of these studies we've done in 14 editions, people are still mainly concerned about what hotel is doing about cleanliness. And I, I mean, we can look back from the beginning until now and it's almost number one, number two answer. And every time we insert this into one of our questions. So we asked, how would the following protocols increase your confidence in staying at a property? Number one response to greatly increase my confidence was a deep cleaning between guests. And that has been the number one answer since we started. And that's the, the one next. that's so easy to address. Just tell do a better job cleaning your rooms and say that you do a deep cleaning. Yeah. And and you can you can actually use that as somewhat of a promotion because we know people care about it and they care about it deeply. You know, explain what type of products for using medical grade products or industrial grade cleaning products, which you are. So put that first and uh, first and foremost, uh, maybe in in uh, in your in your messaging on your website where people are hitting you first, uh, that you need to get that out in front of guests and let them know that you're doing a quote unquote deep cleaning. We've talked about this in previous podcasts. Like, what is a deep cleaning? Nobody really knows. But as long as you're putting the, that messaging out there to show, you know, if you call it a deep cleaning or not, just make sure that that cleaning message is getting across early in the in the shopping process and make sure that you're delivering on that promise too right when when someone checks in and they go to to their room is it clean behind the toilet is the sheets clean is the bed clean all that stuff that has to get taken care of if if you're going to start promising this and you should you want to make sure that you're delivering on that promise 100 percent. and then another one along the same vein here the next time you the question was the next time you travel which of the following would you want the property to communicate prior to your stay? The number two most important thing here was updated cleaning protocols. So what are you doing now um, that, you know, what are you doing specifically for COVID essentially is what I take that as. Um, the number one answer was local mask requirements. So if you can communicate that, do so. But again, number two is updated cleaning protocols. And again, similarly there, uh, a question was, I would like to hear from hotels on the following topics and tied for the number two answer was what the property is doing to protect guests. So again, that's kind of along the lines of cleaning there, but like these same things are, are very important to people and it revolves around cleanliness. And if it, if you can be not, you know, in necessarily in your face, but get the point across that you are doing deep cleanings, um, that you're you're likely going to get more guests than your competitor who is not putting that out out and making it obvious for for the for the shopper. 
Yeah. Um, another thing, little bonus here, another thing that has remained uh, on top of these lists throughout the entire study, much like cleanliness, was flexibility to change dates without penalty. That's always been at the very top or number two throughout the, the entirety of this study. People will just want to be able to know that if something comes up, they can change their stay. Yeah, and that's going on, this is going on two years for this now. This isn't going yeah. away. You need to find a way to make sure that your cancellation and modification policies don't penalize people because it's a it, it it's an immediate turnoff for any proper any guest trying to book. And now it's the norm, right? So if this has become the cultural norm, people expect to be able to change. Yep. Their yeah, dates. people expect to have free grocery pickup and free cancellations at hotels. Those are two things. So, and to have a random mask underneath their driver's seat. <laughs> so, but hey, I, that kind of brings me to the the mask requirements. I think this is actually a pretty important one that I don't know if a lot of properties are doing a really good job of keeping that updated. Every a lot of destinations, I mean, we live in a certain area, so we are accustomed to that specific area. But it's very different other places if it's masks are required everywhere you go, or you come to Myrtle Beach and you know, if you see someone in a mask, it's it's almost an unusual thing at this point. Yeah, I thought, like I told you, I was on I was just on vacation recently, and it was very strange to go to. Um, we we went to Boulder, and mask requirement, you know, countywide. Every every in every time you stepped indoors, you had to put your mask on, which to me was a little strange living from coming from South Carolina. But then we went to Estes Park up by Rocky Mountain National Park, and there were no mask requirements and that's you know 30 40 minutes up the road and it's just it changes place to place so if you can communicate that with your guests i mean we realize that it's different you know in various places around the country but letting people know that you know very like right prior to when they're coming i think is it would be helpful and and it's important to people they're they're saying i mean that's the number one response local mask requirements uh, that they want to hear from hotels so if you can put that if your pre-arrival comes you know a week in advance or maybe you send one to let people know what it is specifically for this if people want to know and i think it's important to know yeah and you can do some cool stuff with dynamic content and emails to where it's pulling content directly from your website that's updated it doesn't take a long time to to make that happen or you can just have a link to you know, click here to view our mask mandates Yep. Yep. All right. Well, here, you ready for my last one? Yes, sir. All right. So, and I use the word international in quotes. International travel requires a completely different message. So we looked at Canada versus the U.S. Canada. Canada. Uh, Make it sound international, Pete. Oh, Canada. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the Canadians have a very different uh, view on travel, particularly to the United States. And what I did is I, I... segmented the data based on U.S. versus Canadian. And I want to go through a couple stats that are pretty shocking. Now, I'm looking at the U.S. population as a whole, so I've taken the age factor out of it, so kind of keep that in mind. But from a vaccination perspective, the respondents from Canada are 97% fully vaccinated versus 80% of the U.S. And keep in mind, the U.S. data is very skewed from an age perspective. That's probably more in the the sixty to you know maybe low seventy percent U.S. vaccination 
amount. So it's really interesting that from a Canadian's perspective, they're very they're vaccinated and they're expecting the places they travel to to also be vaccinated. Now, the biggest problem for Canadians is the fact that the border is closed. And when we asked one of the questions is, you know, are you going to be traveling? That is the biggest thing that comes back is that I, I, if I can't get in, I, obviously I'm not traveling. But it led us to the question of, you know, how have your travel plans been impacted this year? So, you know, if we look at the U.S. overall, and this is that one question we've talked about a few times, 51% had no impact, 32% are hesitant, and 8.5% said they're not traveling at all. From a Canadian perspective, 24% have no impact. So a very small portion of their audience has not had their travel impacted. 29% are hesitant, and 22% are not traveling at all. That's not necessarily just the United States. That's traveling at all. So it's very, very different from a Canadian's perspective of how this pandemic has impacted them. And I went through and I looked at some of the different write-in options because that's the other big factor here is, you know, when I look at the, the pie chart, you have, you know, 25, 4% hasn't impacted, 29% has, 21% uh, won't be traveling, and then 26% of Canadians wrote in an answer, and a lot of it was all border closed, border closed, I'm not traveling to the United States until the U.S. takes it more seriously, and a lot more of those type answers. So keep that in mind as you're, you're marketing to the Canadian market or internationally at all. Uh, the other really interesting thing I saw, Canadian versus U.S., is related to the proof of vaccination. If you ask, would you be comfortable having proof of vaccination to be able to travel? 96.6% of Canadians said that they are completely comfortable with proof of vaccination required, whereas only 72% of people in the United States feel that same way. When you look at it in terms of the crowd under 40, it's less than 50% of people are comfortable with a vaccination mandate for travel. Uh, and then lastly, there was one other piece of information I saw that was kind of disheartening. I feel bad for, for Canadians. But the question was, have you traveled in 2021? Across the U.S., 73% have traveled. Canada, only 24% of people have gone on a vacation. And that's sad. Go on a vacation. It's fun. I know that they have a lot more more struggles up there related to travel, but uh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, so that's the, the top three things that, that Phil had from the survey and top three that I had. Now, it's new data, so we haven't posted this to the website yet. It will probably be posted shortly after this podcast is released. And to see both the data from number 13 study and the number 14 study, you want to go to travelboommarketing.com slash blog, and we'll have specific write-ups of all of that data for you and really dive into it uh, you know, pretty deep to make sure that you have everything that you need. Uh, and beyond that, we also have a lot of helpful downloads on the site that you can use. So I would say it, if you're interested, and you probably should be learning about how Delta specifically is going to impact everybody, go ahead and take a look at uh, the, the URL specifically to the download is travelboommarketing.com slash COVID-travel-study-edition13. 
and we'll probably come up with a, a better one there. But but take a look at that. You'll get a lot of good data and hopefully get ways to help improve your marketing as we head into 2022. Phil, awesome. anything you want to add to that? Uh, no, you got you got all the good stuff covered. Um, yeah, go ahead and take a look at, at like Pete said, edition 13 and 14 will be coming out shortly um, and to, to really get an idea. There was we covered a, a small portion of what what's in this whole study here. So, yeah, um, yeah, go check those out. Check the differences between 13 and 14. You know, let us know what you think. And if you have any questions, and uh, please reach out okay. and looking forward to hopefully a a uh, a good guest on our next podcast yeah so definitely tune in to episode 202 it's gonna be a really fun one we're recording next week so we're gonna get back to the the weekly schedule of podcasts in case you've as been best we can as best we can that's true so but uh yeah we also would love to have your questions we got some extra questions that came from the episode 200 that we'll start sprinkling into the the podcast as well but if you've got a question hit us up at podcast at travelboommarketing.com or either at Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. We're at Travel Boom or Travel Boom Marketing on each. And we'll make sure that we follow right up and we can either put your answer on the podcast, but we'll also get right back with you and uh, personalize a response. But anyway, Phil, where can they find you? Um, you can find me on LinkedIn at Phil Fariska. All right, and they can find me at LinkedIn as well at Pete DeMeo, P-E-T-E-D-I-M-A-I-O. You can find us all collectively as well as the show notes for episode 201 at TravelBoomMarketing.com. And there you go. That's another episode of Hotel Marketing Podcast in the books. And we'll be back next week with a really kick-ass guest. So definitely stay tuned for that episode. And we will see you next week. Travel Boom is out. So, I don't know if you heard about this since we're on, on, on the COVID kick. So, the World Health Organization announced that dogs cannot contract COVID-19, and all dogs that previously had been held in quarantine can now be released. So, to be clear, who let the dogs out? Who? 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 <laughs> Get it? I love it. I love how corny that is.